Hello everyone and welcome back to the Digital Bean. My name is Lindsay. I'm Cheyenne. Still no guest. <laughs> The Digital Bean is a weekly podcast where we talk about the fashion, feminism, and thematic marvels of the Disney Channel original series, Lizzie McGuire. This week's episode is called... Educating Ethan. So, this is the 20th episode. Woo-woo! And it aired on August 24th, 2001. We are a third of the way through the show, almost. can't believe it. I think what's interesting about this episode, which you'll obviously go into more detail, is we're at a point now where we're incredibly familiar with the characters and the themes, but I'm really, really tired of the Ethan plot lines where it's just Lizzie and Miranda creating chaos because they're fawning over him. Yeah, they, in this episode, will try not to be too wah-wah about it, <laughs> but um, they are just not their best selves. They're not really... I mean, Lizzie turns it around, mm-hmm. but I think Miranda is still just in this fog of her Ethan crush through all of her actions in this episode. I have a counter to that, but I'll get to it when we go through the episode. Okay. So this episode starts with Gordo in the food court. He is standing on a table auctioning off his desserts. Pudding cup sealed, untouched by cafeteria lady hand. No skin. Do I hear one dollar? I've got one dollar. Do I hear one twenty-five? And we find out he needs cash because his stereo broke. Yeah, he says it went to stereo heaven. Mm-hmm. And. <laughs> Lizzie, Miranda, and Gordo are talking about how long it's going to take Gordo to raise $300 at the rate he's selling his pudding cups. And he pulls out his math whiz skills and quickly finds that it's going to take five months to raise the stereo money. Right. To which Lizzie points out, if you're that good at math, why don't you just tutor to make some cash? Mm -hmm. So ding, ding, ding. That's what happens. And in this moment, Lizzie and Miranda are both wearing some pretty weird felt accessories. (laughs) Lizzie's got this, another bandana. She's clearly in a bandana phase right now. But it's like this weird pink and orange felt. And Miranda's in a felt red bucket hat. Not the only bucket hat in this episode. No. And the felt red bucket hat is actually giving me... Uh, Casper and Wendy vibes Ooh. a lot Lori Duff's <laughs> career a little shout out to her TV BFF maybe so the next day at school Gordo has agreed that tutoring may be a more lucrative endeavor for him to make his stereo money and when Lizzie and Miranda ask him you know how's it going how many students do you have he's got goose egg Yeah, he's got none, and he pulls out his flyer that he's created that's just a piece of paper ripped out of a spiral, written in ballpoint pen, Gordo will tutor for cash. (laughs) And Lizzie's like, who the fuck would, like, sign up for your services? It's not even in English, because the handwriting is so bad. But of course, who walks in with this flyer but our resident brainiac, Ethan Craft? 
Yeah, Ethan walks in with apparently his beautiful hair and his most recent math test, which he got an 11 on. An 11. (laughs) Out of 100. So he's looking to Mr. Gordon to help him out. Which, of course, as we mentioned, Lizzie and Miranda are, by proxy, thrilled that someone close to them could potentially be spending time with Ethan. Oh, Ethan, Gordo could tutor you? Yeah, he's really smart. And we could help. If you needed it. (laughs) That'd be cool. What do you think, Professor? Like, why? That doesn't even make sense to me. It's not like they're tutoring Ethan. They're just like, Gordo, you have to take this job. It's Ethan. It's the exact same thing as Come Fly With Me, where Gordo has some tangential relation to him, and they totally become social vampires and just leech off of him. Of course, before we move any further, though, we do have a subplot. Um, Maybe... The most boring subplot there ever was in Lizzie McGuire. And really dull. Really dull. And so we've got Matt and a new friend, Oscar, who somehow is even less entertaining than Lanny. <laughs> <laughs> this little, I don't know. It, there's really no explanation of where this kid is from. But Matt and Oscar want to play superheroes, which is maybe the most infantilizing subplot they've given Matt. Like, he's 11, and the enthusiasm which they're doing, this LARPing, is kind of through the roof. Uh, But Matt is basically a Matt version of Superman. He's Matt-man. And Oscar is the incredible Oscar, and he, of course, has a ripped shirt and a unibrow, and he is a spinoff of the Hulk. Yeah, and it's weird how infantilizing i agree with you this is because the whole thing starts um by them complaining to jam that they're bored they've done everything there is to do Mm -hmm. and so jam is like well why don't you help out around the house or maybe help out around the neighborhood like i our neighbor needs their lawn raked and um this like spark goes off and they're like are the leaves evil leaves (laughs) And Sam is like, uh, not that I'm aware of. (laughs) But it's like this suggestion for them to be helpful around the neighborhood gets morphed into let's be superheroes. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a stretch also, I think. I mean, if he is supposed to be in fifth grade, God, I was honestly probably still playing with dolls at that point in time. So I shouldn't judge a kid for being a kid. But it just seems out of character. Like, Matt is a con man, and, ver- like, he definitely grows up to be a white-collar criminal. So, being superheroes is not, I don't know, this subplot is not canon for me. Yeah, I guess the only aspect of it that I feel like is believable is Matt just, like, bulldozing ahead on his idea of what being a superhero means, which actually turns out to be kind of terrorizing the neighborhood. <laughs> Um, and, like, for one example, he thinks that they're helping this elderly neighbor carry her groceries, but they don't tell her what they're doing, so they just, like, rip the bags out of her hands. And steal her groceries. Yeah. So, like, that does make sense for Matt to me by him not really 
conceptualizing his impact on other people. You're right. All right. Kind of on brand. Back to the Lizzieverse, though. Gordo is studying with Ethan at the Digital Bean, and Lizzie and Miranda take it upon themselves to not really join their study session, but leer and lurk from a nearby table. Yeah, like they buy them smoothies and have them sent to their table, but that's not enough. They have to insert themselves even farther into this study session. Yeah, they keep scooching closer every couple of math questions until they finally bump into Gordo and Ethan's table and spill their shit everywhere. And Lizzie has this really, I thought, mischievous look on her face like, oops, sorry, we're here now. Gordo, of course, is pissed. And again, this is... This is not interesting at this point. This kind of plot where the girls are using Gordo. I hate to side with him in this episode because he is a royal fuck by the end of it. But they're so transparent about their motives. And they, like you said, they have... they've done it before. Yeah, they've done it before and they have absolutely nothing to contribute in this moment. Uh, Lizzie eventually will contribute to Ethan's studying... But in this moment, this is for Gordo and Ethan, and they are totally intruding. Yeah, and they it seems like they don't even realize what they've done. They're just like, oops, sorry, your drink spilled on your book, but we're here now. Mm-hmm. It's a little cray-cray, and Gordon was pissed. Mm-hmm. So what really takes this episode into an interesting place, in my opinion, is in a moment of frustration with the girls after they have suggested that they can help Ethan as well, Gordo says, but you guys don't even get A's. Which is not cool. Also not untrue. I mean, the purpose here is that an expert in math should be tutoring Ethan. But Gordo doesn't take it that angle. He just, he just suggests that they are dumber than he is. We were just trying to help you, Gordo. With what? Um, tutoring? You must be joking. If I need to go shopping, then I'll ask for your help. I think... I mean, throughout the episode, like, Lizzie and Miranda definitely were offended by him saying that. And I would be, too. But... To me... I think it's kind of justified. Like, they also don't have any interest in actually tutoring Ethan. Mm-hmm. So, for Gordo Well, nothing say, that's an admirable thing. Right. Other than just to spend time with him. Oh, something that I mentioned at the beginning that I want to bring up now is you were saying Miranda really stays obsessed with Ethan the whole time. I think she actually totally redirects her emotion towards Gordo and just ends up being pissed the entire episode that he called them stupid. But I think, for me, why I said that is she doesn't... She doesn't seem to understand the what Gordo was feeling to make him say that. She's just like, how could Gordo say that to us? Like, mm-hmm. not actually thinking about how foolish they were being in the situation she has to come to that realization at some point because she does apologize for it at the end yeah but i guess i guess before we get there 
Lizzie and Miranda see Gordo and Ethan studying again the next day at lunch, and Gordo is reaching a point of frustration with Ethan. He's been explaining how to divide fractions for half an hour, and Ethan is not getting it. So once again, Lizzie inserts herself, which before was unwanted, but she helps Ethan in a way that he can actually understand. Gordo's using a lot of jargon and teaching the way he learns where it's clear that Ethan needs a different teaching style, which Mm -hmm. Lizzie is successful in giving him. And he seems to grasp the concept. Two, that's totally easy. (laughs) That's what I've been saying for the past half hour. Yeah, but it makes no sense when she lays it down. Props, Lizzie. Say, why don't you two to me? She decides to make it more of a physical representation on the table, so she puts a call out to the lunchroom. <laughs> Ethan needs scrunchies! And all these girls, like, slingshot their scrunchies over to their table. Undo their ponytails. I know, just, like, whip their hair around. Uh, so frustrating. But she ends up, you know, giving him a physical representation of the process of dividing fractions, and he actually understands it. This moment was very, uh, I felt a lot of things because up until this point, I didn't really like the episode. And again, I'm tired of the Ethan plot lines, but I did really appreciate as an adult, especially one who is friends with teachers, that they would cover a topic like this that acknowledges you don't have to be the person who gets straight A's to help other people learn. And in Mm -hmm. fact, the person who does get perfect grades is maybe not the person who's best equipped to help others learn. Mm -hmm. Pretty nuanced. Yeah, I think think you went pretty deep on this one. Am I reading too much into that? I mean... No, I don't think you are. I mean, I don't know that that was their intention necessarily, but it is a nice message to send. So there's a math test that Ethan obviously eventually has to take, and when they get their results, Gordo is furious to see that Ethan has failed again, and the substitute teacher that's standing in for them, Mr. Digg, who will become a recurring character, makes a note that not everyone is cut out to teach, and it's a real passing of- Oh, you're right. yeah, Yeah, a real passing of the torch from Gordo to Lizzie. Yeah, and he also says things to the class about how he's kind of unconventional and doesn't really believe in grades, but he's not the regular teacher, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mr. Dig is incredibly short. Oh my god! Like, Ethan is towering over this grown-ass man. You're right! He's like Gordo level. I don't know if anyone's Gordo level. Ooh, did you guys see that uh, pick that article that Cheyenne posted on the Digital Bean? I don't know why I'm like talking to you guys as if you can <laughs> talk back right now. But the thumbnail picture that's on it is this really crazy looking current picture of Gordo. Mm, yes, Adam Lambert. Bert or Berg? Lambert? He did not age well, which is so sad for me. He was, like, maybe my first love. He's kind of an ass in a lot of these episodes. I mean, not totally justified, but... 
He was really... You loved that? I thought he was cute. Oh, okay. And I mean, I guess I did. Like, I remember liking his lone wolf personality and the fact that he was smart. I really found attractive as a child. <laughs> as a you tween. You know, tween girls love those smart boys. <laughs> Some girls do. If there was, like... I wasn't into either of them, but if there was a punk guy on here, like a skateboarder, that would have been mine. Mm. For sure. That was, like... That was my genre of TV boy crushes. This is a cool four years before emo entered the mainstream. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah! Lindsay is going to an event tonight called Jimmy Eat Wednesday where a bunch of 20 to 30 somethings dance up in a room like sardines listening to nostalgic punk and emo music. It's the most fun thing you could ever imagine well especially for people our age it gives yeah. you the experience you missed out on as a tween when you were too young to enjoy those concerts as adults do like i definitely went to a fallout boy and a coheed and cambria concert when i was 14 but like my mom dropped me off and i was like what's that smell in the air it was just <laughs> not a cool time experience if you catch my drift I don't know like when we were in high school I went to quite a few shows where I was in the pit and it's kind of like reliving that a little bit yeah I guess I'm thinking more of like Lizzie Gordo age okay yeah all right back to this episode though for Lizzie's next trick as Ethan's tutor because that's that's what she's doing now yeah I mean Ethan gets back that test and he's like you know, Gordo, I know you want to help me again. It's your mission now, but I think I'd rather have Lizzie help me. That scrunchy thing really titillated my math senses. <laughs> so, speaking of titillating, uh, Lizzie's <laughs> next tutoring trick um, is to round up all the cheerleaders at the Digital Bean to represent dividing fractions. Oh, God, I hated this part. Why couldn't it just be people or more scrunchies? Why did it have to be Ethan ogling girls? I mean, because it, I mean, it was written this way, but because <laughs> Lizzie asks him, like, what would help you understand this? And he's like, cheerleaders. You're right. She asked for this. Yeah. And the look on her face kind of says it all. Anyway, this group of gals forms out with their bodies one half divided by one half and Ethan stumbles upon the magical answer of one. <laughs> oh, brilliant Ethan. So, Lizzie has succeeded. Gordo's kind of seething in the wings of the digital being. Um, and when we next come to the crew, Matt, uh, Ethan has taken another math test and he runs out of the room yelling that he got an A. Except an A in Ethan's world is a 72. <laughs> <laughs> I did think that was funny. And thank God there's a moment for Lizzie where she's like, why am I so head over heels for a guy who thinks a 72 is an A? Yeah. 
But she immediately gets a hug from him and is like, oh, that's, oh, that's why. why. <laughs> Dumbass. Cheyenne's <laughs> in a right mood, you guys. <laughs> I had to talk to one too many people today, and both of my hands are asleep. <laughs> All right. So. We do have a subplot to wrap up, but I'm just going to do it real quick. They're not allowed to be superheroes anymore. Ding. Episode ends. So, feminism. Negative. Real negative. We should have kept a tally of all the sexist moments. Yeah, I was going to say we should have done a Bechtel test. Mm. I mean, this might have passed the Bechtel test because Miranda and Lizzie were talking about how they are smart enough and how Lizzie's teachings I guess that's still about but I was the gonna guys. say but in all those conversations didn't they at least mention like how Gordo had upset them or yeah here is my question for the Bechtel test when you have a situation like you do with Gordo where he is not a love interest yet Yet. Does it matter if they're talking about a man? Like, men should and do exist in people's lives as friends or brothers. So, I feel like maybe that test should be revised to be, like, women talking to each other about conversations that don't have to do with, like, romantic intent. I don't know. I still think it's relevant, though, especially, like, I think this is a perfect example of it being relevant. Even though he is their friend, they're talking about his opinion of them, like... Because he is their friend and they care! Like, if if Gordo and Lizzie were having that same conversation about Miranda, would we think that was progressive? Like, just by the nature of them being a friend group that is two women and one man... I don't know. I obviously have no room to rewrite the Bechtel test, but <laughs> this seems like a precarious, like, there were lots of sexist moments, but I don't know if that was one of them. I don't know. I think I need to unpack it more, but let's move on to fashion. Okay, we didn't mention this during the recap, but there was a moment in the scene where Gordo has the flyers where Miranda is wearing this out—I was gonna say out of this world, amazing crocheted knitted hat, but the string is like multicolored, so it's, it's so ugly, audacious primary colors: yellow, red, and blue, just all woven together. It's a—it's—it's it's a so masterpiece. Bad. It looks like that. Uh, what's it called? Um, variegated, variated whatever the yarn that changes colors that's like 3.99 that red heart brand at <laughs> hobby lobby it's like cheap Whoa. ass acrylic yarn crocheted into this hideous hat it's oh god i hate it so much you need to cut back on that haterade i liked it it is my fashion moment what is your fashion moment <laughs> I was going to bring it up as my fashion moment, but just because I hated it so much. So I'm wow. glad you brought it up. Wow. It's, oh God. And it, I'm looking at the thumbnail for the next episode and she's wearing it again. <laughs> Fuck yeah. 
I hope that's something that's brought up as like a craft she made herself. Because it definitely if looks it like is, something you would have woven in seventh grade. I was going to say, if it is, I would appreciate it more. If it's something she like... I think it's also possible that it's something she picked up like at a consignment store that someone's grandmother had knitted them. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's vintage ugly. Yeah. But um, yeah. Themes. I obviously dove into my way too deep educational mantra thing but maybe it's more about not writing people off based off your expectations of them that seems like even more more of a stretch well I don't know like Gordo shouldn't have assumed that Lizzie and Miranda would be shitty tutors. I mean, I'm all for him saying they have no reason to be tutors because they're not actually interested in helping Ethan. But the thing about the grades I thought was a really low blow. And I know that I was pretty pompous at that age about my grades because I felt like it was the defining characteristic of me that I made good grades. And I can't imagine saying that to one of my friends. Especially for someone who takes their intelligence so seriously, like, to know how important that is to you, to be able to say that to someone else seems very thoughtless. Which Gordo can be. Gordo can be, and also I think he knows that Lizzie and Miranda don't necessarily care about school that much. Like, they do their work, Mm -hmm. and they make B-pluses, which is great, but... It's not their primary interest, and I mean, I think that's fair to say, and yes, it came out kind of crass to point out that their grades aren't as high as him, but I think the point he was trying to make, which he did say, was, if I was looking for shopping advice, I would come to you. Like, I would let you tutor me in that. Yeah. But... Which, I'm gonna, oof, I'm gonna let that roll off the back as far as sexism, because, honestly... These two people are really interested in fashion, and so hopefully it was less derogatory than it sounded. Yeah, I think that was a theme, and also what we talked about earlier, that, um, I mean, people just learn different ways, and yeah, Lizzie makes B pluses and not A's, but she was able to communicate the concepts in a different way that made sense to someone else and that's just as valuable if not more Mm-hmm. oh totally i had a math teacher who i approached after school one day and i was like hey i've been listening to you in class but i just really don't understand the way you're explaining it do you have like a different way i can think about this and she told me no she was like that's how it's taught like Whoa. spend more time on it all right rankings i I'm only going to give this two cheerleaders. Yeah, I feel the same. I did not like this episode, which is a bummer. I feel like all of our milestone episodes are so lame. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say two incredible Oscar unibrows. Ooh, damn. Yeah, that subplot, shit. The regular plot, mm, 
Problematic. Not problematic, not as bad as the handcuff episode, which we literally didn't even do an episode for. It I was so bad. That I don't think you were paying enough attention in that episode to have such a negative opinion. Because I loved my, it. My opinion is so strong, strictly out of boredom. Like, okay. the plot could have been fine, and the theme could have been okay i was just so bored that it it was a zero for me but alas twos are not the worst we've given on this show so in the scheme of things when most of our rankings are 3.5s i guess it's really not that bad relatively speaking maybe i should bump it down then because i really didn't like it go for a one 1.5 i'll do a 1.5 that's about how many eyebrows oscar had exactly (laughs) (laughs) on that note i think we are razor scootering away with an old woman's groceries an old woman's groceries i was gonna say a blasting taking back sunday (laughs) oh yeah see y'all at emo night (laughs) toodles Thanks for listening to this episode of The Digital Bean. You can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud, and please leave us a review if you like what you hear. Or if you don't. And as always, you can find us all over the internet as the underscore digital bean.